What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. I have the third episode of a three-episode um, series that we're doing on spirituality. And I went to the Wilder and Wellness Center with my wife, Lucy, recently, and it was just amazing. Incredible transformation that we had. A lot of things made me question kind of what I do and how I think and who I am and all this stuff. So um, not any different than I was before, just adding on some uh, new things that I've learned and some things that are helping me kind of live more in the moment. And today I've got a good friend of mine now, Molly Jane, and she was a yoga instructor and breath work instructor there at the Wilder Wellness Center. And she's just absolutely amazing. So I wanted to bring her on the podcast today and kind of end this mind, heart, and body um, three series, uh, three episode series with you about uh, the body and talking about kind of yoga and, uh, and breathing and living in the moment and being still and things like that. So it's really uh, had a great conversation with her. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So here's Molly Jane. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody. We are in the third part of this three-part series that we're doing of the mind, the heart, and the body. And today we're going to be talking about the body. So I'm really excited to have Molly Jane with me today. We went down to the... If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go back and listen to the first two episodes. Last week, we put out a couple episodes about spirituality and a little bit outside the real estate investing world, but um, great for entrepreneurs, great for husbands, uh, spouses, uh, fathers, mothers, all these different things. Just amazing content that... Um, that they shared with uh, with me, Bill and Amanda were fantastic. So today is our third episode. And this is uh, somebody that was at the Wilder and Wellness Center when my wife, Lucy and I uh, went there. And um, she put me through uh, a lot of uh, yoga and in some uncomfortable positions and made me breathe through it all and uh, gave me a lot of confidence in, in some areas outside of my expertise. So today we're going to talk about like the importance of the body and breathing and things like that in uh, stress and, uh, and, and life. So I'm really excited to talk to Molly Jane. Molly Jane, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Bill. This is really fun. And I'm excited to be able to reach maybe some people who I haven't been able to reach before or, or just like kind of open people's mind to something a little bit different. So what's cool and what we often do is get into like our habitual patterns, right? We are normally doing the same kinds of things. We're exposed to, for instance, mostly the same kind of news. And we're talking to people who are in the same realm as us majority of the time. So what's fun is that what we can talk about today might be kind of different. So uh, at the Wilder Wellness Center, I do the physical component of it. So the formula breaks down as we do a little bit of breath work first. And um, basically we can tailor it to whatever you're, um, whatever you kind of know and feel comfortable with and breathing exercises are really good for everyone. Actually, the other day I was doing a lesson with one of the kids that I, um, watch every now and then. And after a series of questions, they did like 10 minutes, then they actually broke it down and did five minutes of breathing. So it was something simple. It was just an image where there was a balloon that child was cued to inhale big breath and then exhale slow inhale big breath and exhale slow and it was very simple but it just goes to show that there's so much benefit to taking a moment to 
step away from whatever it is that you're doing and go into the breath, go into your body, kind of connect back. And then you can come back to whatever you're doing with a fresh, clean slate and a little more primed for, um, I guess, better execution through what it is you're doing. So what we're trying to do is be more efficient at what we want to do, but taking those moments is essential. So yeah, I think uh, the breath work is awesome. There's so many different breathing exercises we can do. Um, I offer a variation of pranayama exercises. So Wim Hof also has one that we always do at the um, Wilder Wellness Center. It's a fantastic exercise. You're, you can always look it up on YouTube and the way Wim Hof cues it is really good. Um, and I, I think it's a really impactful breathing exercise. You don't need anything. You just lie down on your couch, on the floor, wherever you're comfortable, and then set yourself up to listen and go through the breathing. And I think like the first couple of times I did breathing exercises a few years ago, I was really impressed. I'm like, how is this a thing? Like you almost feel high. It's an incredible. And you come back to yourself with a little bit more grounded, a little more settled. So it's amazing. And then I also teach yoga. So um, my background is actually just to kind of go all over the place. My background, uh, I studied cultural anthropology in college. So the study of humans, I love cultures and people and just learning about diversity is like really, really fun for me. And I think my life's purpose aligns with facilitating spaces for people to feel like they can be their most empowered sense of self. So through breathing and through yoga asana, I have been able to curate that kind of space for those um, things. And yoga is uh, probably one of my favorite things, obviously, but the breathing is really essential too. And that's something we can all do. You don't need a lot of time. You could take five to 10 minutes or even yoga asana. You do a couple of postures and, and then you just get out of your head a little more into your body. You can get in touch with your deeper sense of wisdom. And because we don't just have our thinking brains, we have our other organs. And that's what yoga teaches us too, is that we're all created in this divine oneness and you can connect back to that and maybe find the answers outside of your thinking brain to whatever your questions are in terms of life could range anywhere from business or making decision-making. You just quiet the brain for your stillness and your intuition can come through and maybe provide you with the answer to whatever it is you're questioning. So it's actually essential for everybody <laughs> to quiet. I have a, I have a hard time with that. I want to come back to that. So you, yeah. um, you just gave us a lot, right? So uh, rolled right into it, your background, <laughs> um, uh, yoga and breathing. And, and that's what we did with you there at the Wilder yeah. Wellness Center. You mentioned mm -hmm. uh, Wim Hof. We talked about that a little bit in previous yeah. episodes that we did. I've, yeah. um, since I left there, I've uh, been taking a cold shower every morning. I've gotten back yeah. into ice baths at my house. And I actually bought his fundamentals course when it was on sale for um, like a, a Black Friday or something. And so yeah. I've been going through that and you'll be happy to know there's a lot of stretching and yoga in there that I'm yeah. uh, going through trying to figure that out. And so, um, and, and then that's it. You're right. It's about 10 minutes each morning. I kind of uh, usually wake, I'm, I'm up pretty early usually, and I'll listen to 10 minutes of his breathing. I'll do three rounds of that and then I'll go into the cold shower um, to kind of get myself going. And that's been my morning since I left there. Um, mm -hmm. but you mentioned something that I want to dive into a little bit. You said, um, outside of your world, it's important to meet people and, 
and get outside of your kind of comfort zone. And so I'd be interested if you would go a little bit more in detail with that. Like, why is that important? And then how do you do something like that? How do you recommend people um, get outside of their, uh, their comfort zone? Yeah, so I think about it like you are expanding your capacity for challenge by getting outside of your comfort zone. So if you're constantly operating within your circle, then that's your capacity for challenge. That's where you're safe. So your brain, body, everything responds comfortably within that space. Now, the minute you step out of that space, your body starts functioning differently. Your brain starts functioning differently um, because it's, it's uncomfortable. So the more that we challenge ourselves and even simulating those challenges helps to create a larger circle within your comfort zone. So you can make your comfort zone huge or just allow it to be like, hey, I'm just a kid and I only eat white bread, right? It's like, even if you think about it as an adult, you start to expand your palate. It's kind of the same thing with your mind, your body, all of that. So, um, and basically it just allows you to move more um, seamlessly and peacefully and with grace through all sorts of different things that life may throw at you because we all know the unexpected will happen. So how do we decide how to digest it, move through it? And by making those uncomfortable things come up in a yoga asana, in the pranayama breathing, you, you kind of learn how to deal with it in a way that is actually maybe more attractive and more, um, graceful and better settled grounded you know so that's and I think for um, people who are in the business world or doing all kinds of different things that's the key to success right it's like how how do you anticipate what will happen next and see with the most clarity through the whatever challenge is coming at you so quieting the mind is important to be able to do that. Um, and I was even reading a little bit earlier today, I was looking at this article and it read one of the biggest habits of successful men and women is always stretching or pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone. So this is like something that other people are also researching and understanding to be true also. So it's just, I think it's essential. Yeah, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you guys on was because um, this was an area for me that was like way outside of my comfort zone, right? Like, and, and you just mentioned as a business owner and entrepreneur, I feel like I've always done that. Like I've always pushed myself out of my comfort zone. Like, um, and I tell my clients and everybody, all the mastermind members and everybody that I've been around that to do that, like get comfortable being uncomfortable is what we say a lot. It's like, but we haven't necessarily done that in our personal lives. Like that in the business world, it seems to be really easy to do. But in our personal life, it's not so much because I think that's where we hold a lot. Like maybe it's because business is a little bit newer and fresher. It's only like five or 10 years for some of us, or maybe in 15 years for a lot of us that we've been in there. But our personal life has been these kind of like wounds and identities for our entire lives, maybe 40, 50 years. And so maybe that's a little bit harder to do to get, you've gotten so deep in there, in that comfort, in that safety. I love that word you said, that's where you're safe. Because I really feel like those, those safe places are where I see a lot of new entrepreneurs, a lot of new business owners having trouble 
getting outside of their, their comfort zone, or maybe it's even just making a piece of content like a video or knocking on a door or sending a letter or putting themselves out there. And now I feel like what I find a lot of times is that I find myself going back to safety. Like I took myself out by going there with you guys, right? And then when I come home, I'm like, I'm going to kind of go back to the safe place a little bit. And so what are some techniques maybe that can help that? And, and then like, maybe, you know, like how often we constantly like go back to that safe place. You're, you sound like you're in that mindset of like, I'm just going to go meet new people. I'm going to go do new things and I'm going to travel and I'm going to try this new, this new meal and just live outside of your comfort zone. And a lot of people are really like rooted in safety. They always, even if they step out, they come back. So what is some, maybe some tips or some techniques to constantly be just keep going back to that? Yeah, well, it's just about um, checking in with yourself, creating the space to um, kind of be inquisitive and observant of your habits and your actions. So that again goes back to the breath work, the asana practice. You're like, what am I doing? How do I respond when something comes up and it could be like you're standing in warrior too. And you're like, I am so miserable right here. My legs are burning and all I want to do is come out. And instead of having that cycle of thought, you're like, okay, I'm just going to be here and pretend that it's okay. Even if it starts with pretending. And then if you tell yourself over and over again, enough times, it will start to feel okay. You know, so we get to create this internal dialogue for the things that we do in our life. And that's, that's up to us. We have agency over that. So why not tell yourself things that are really awesome instead? And so when you get outside of your comfort zone, you can be like, oh, you know, this is very uncomfortable for me, but it's okay. And constantly having that as your you know, I'm like, okay, the universe has got my back or whatever you have in terms of a faith or something outside of yourself. No, okay, I'm here. So um, to me, the best way to um, kind of check in constantly is to create a, a schedule where you are doing things that are uncomfortable. So it could be like, okay, you know, maybe physical fitness or yoga is not something that's in your regular routine. You and I both know, right? You put it in your routine, you add it into your schedule, it's there. So maybe you also add in the 45 minutes to an hour of like, how can I make myself super uncomfortable? And you can make a list of the things that kind of make you uncomfortable and rotate through whatever that looks like. Like it could be, okay, expressing my feelings and how I am feeling today is really challenging. So I'm going to make sure that I do that today for at least, I say a few things that I really don't feel comfortable saying. For instance, um, I've made a habit. I tell my friends and my family, I love them all the time, but this is very simple. My sister, she really won't say I love you as, as easily because to her, it's not part of her repertoire. It makes her uncomfortable. I could see it. Even when I say it to her, I could see it makes her uncomfortable because that's how she is. So one of the exercises that she could do is, um, well, it starts with yourself. So self-affirmations. So what she needs to do is stand in the mirror and say, I love you back to herself. And then you start to kind of trickle out to like, okay, let me say it verbally to my pets. Let me say it verbally to my kids. And then, so just 
creating habits and we get to create good habits and spaces for discomfort or, or not, you know, and this is uncomfortable for me, just so everyone knows. Um, we get to do, I, yeah, I've expanded my comfort zone pretty wide. I would say that for sure. I like a lot of things, but I try to also be like, oh, let me do this thing that I don't really not super excited about because it's a little different, but you get to find and you get to find something that you like about it each time. Even if you're like, most of it I didn't like, you can find something you liked and then you can hang on to that and then do it again. Maybe you'll find a 25% increase in the things that you liked the second time, you know? So okay, before, before we move on, are you mm-hmm. saying right now that you don't like doing this podcast with me, but you're doing it anyway to get uncomfortable? I'm just making sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I'm part of your uncomfortable world now. Good. Now we're even for a second, at least, because you put me in some very uncomfortable positions there at that wellness center. And um, I'm still sore from them. So here's what, here's some things that I got from that, that I think are are important. And and one is to be intentional. Like you're saying, like, put it in your schedule, be intentional about it. And, um, and if you find yourself drifting back to that safe area, it's probably because number one, you're not checking yourself. And number two, you probably need some accountability. Like I think accountability is huge. You put yourself out there and get an accountability partner or a group that you're in or somebody that you tell that you're going to do something that's going to hold you to it. Then they're going to help you because it's very easy to like fall back when we just, and it is in business or in life or whatever, but we, we create something, we have a plan and then it's very easy to go, ah, it's pretty cold this morning. I don't know if I want to get out and run, but if there's somebody that's going to meet you at seven o'clock in the morning, then you're going to show up because they're going to be there and they're going to be let down. So it's, it's a lot, a lot harder to say, um, to let somebody else down than it is to let ourselves down a lot of times I find. So you said, uh, there's a couple of things you said, like, man, I want to talk about a lot of this stuff. You said, uh, in the moment, be still and breath work. So these are some of the things that you've mentioned a couple of times. So, and I, and I don't, maybe I deduced like being in the moment because what I found is, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening, business owners, people that are driven, they, they can only think about the future. Like they're beating themselves up about the past and they're thinking about the future and um, they're not living in the moment. So a lot of the stuff that I learned there that you guys uh, were teaching me was to um, was to live in the moment and be there. And you said, be still and breathe and focus on some things. So the reason why I'm still going into those cold baths and uh, taking cold showers is it's the only time that I can really shut my brain off. I haven't been able to do that like in my whole life, really. And and it makes me breathe and focus on that thing and be in the moment. So um, and how important is that? And then sh- should it should that just be a piece of what people do and or should they live there? Like, what do you think about that? Um, so I know I said my background is in, I studied cultural anthropology. I also um, have over probably almost a thousand hours in uh, yoga trainings. And a lot of what yoga teaches us is that um, in the past, like that does nothing for you to constantly live in the past or the future. Um the only place that you can affect change is the present, which is the now. So by living exclusively in the past and in the future, we are, we're kind of taking away from our ability to like really make a difference, to really create something or really be doing something with our whole sense of 
thinking self, our entire sense of being. So um, I, it's essential for to be in the now because really it's the only place we can affect change. However, I do think it's important to learn from the past and then to also um, see into the future and, and plan. And those things are important, but really majority of the time should be in the, in the now. That, that's a really hard thing to hear and do, especially for me, because I'm like this, I feel like I live in the future. Like, um, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I'm, I'm pushing so fast and so quickly through the now to get to the future, to get that thing that, you know, there's going to be a day where I look back and go, where did it all go? Right. Um, I think my kids are the only thing that I, I, <laughs> I, I look at them and I'm like, I am living in this, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and an almost three-year-old, and I am going crazy all the time. There's always somebody screaming and crying. And I'm like, can we just hit the fast forward button here a little bit until people stop crying? And, uh, and then I talk to a lot of other parents that say, well, you're going to be like me and you're going to wish that they didn't, it didn't go by so fast. Um, so the, I think the kids are the only thing that I'm, I'm ready to kind of move forward a little bit. But everything else, I'm flying, I'm flying through. And I look back and uh, so there's somebody said uh, a quote that said, uh, the days are long and the years are short. And I think it's, that's one thing that I keep coming back to all the time. It feels like um, when I look back, even this year is like, what happened to it? And this is probably a, a very challenging year for a lot of people and, mm -hmm. and myself included. So it's interesting to think about this and really try to get back to the present. And so, you know, when we were there, like, honestly, when, so for, for the, anybody who's listening, um, Molly Jane did some yoga with uh, Lucy and myself, probably like three sessions. I think we did, and I've never done yoga before. And I am, uh, I, I think of yoga as flexibility. Molly Jane taught me that's not true. And, um, really just, I was in pain like that whole time. And all I was thinking about is like, when is this going to be over <laughs> Like the, the whole time I was there? And what she taught me was to come back to, um, just like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're doing it right or like how you're doing it or any of that stuff. It just matters that you're present here now feeling something, breathing a certain like focus on actually breathing because I was holding my breath because I was in pain and I was trying to do like the position the way it should be done. And she's like, get over it. Like you don't have to be good at all of this stuff. And it's a total, I mean, if that's the way it's supposed to look, then I want to figure out how to make it look that way. And I, and my, and my question is usually like, am I doing this right? Is this um, like, are you proud of me? Do you accept me? Is this correct? And all these things. And that was like challenging the way that I was thinking to not worry about that stuff and just be there and be present. And even this conversation in two hours, there's a yoga class at my gym that I'm considering going to. And um, I still have like, it's, I don't know, it's been like three weeks and I've still have not shown up there because it's like, ah, I'm just, uh, it's, but I want to do something that that was so uncomfortable that I left there saying, I want to do that again to, to get uncomfortable, to be in that, that, that way of feeling just like being there, being uncomfortable. So, um, I say, I tell all that because it gives you some background of what, what I'm talking about, where Molly Jane was like killing me and putting me in, in strange positions that were uncomfortable. But through that, I was able to kind of breathe. And, and like she said, be in the moment, be still and be present. And that's something that I, and I didn't think about my to-do list or my calendar or what's happening tomorrow or next week. I was just there for that hour 
just focused on that, like breathing and being still and being in the moment. And it, it's, it's really empowering. So I, I challenge anybody out there, like there's probably a bunch of rough, tough guys, military background, maybe who are listening to this going, oh, this is so stupid. Like, why would I do yoga? And my challenge is like, get out of your comfort zone, like do something different, do something that's, that's not, I mean, I think about everything. It's in the gym this morning, just doing my routine, like same exercises. And I don't get sore as sore as if I try something new and something different because now I'm working a different muscle group or a different area that's not used to it. And I think this is very similar and, and kind of the same, the same thing. What, I mean, what do you t tell people who are just so hard headed and just say no? Um, I just say stick with it. You just have to keep going toward it. What the most challenging thing about yoga and what I love the most is that it's pretty different from the rest of the things that we are conditioned to learn over the course of our lifetime. So we're all, we're a product of all the things that we've learned. So um, you're, even your likes and your dislikes, the things that you're predisposed to be um, attracted to versus not attracted to, it's really incredible the way that you are a form of all these things put together. It's, it's so awesome. But what's cool about uh, the world, right, is we learn like black and white. They're, things are kind of different. It's this or that. But in yoga, it's this and that. It's they're equal and simultaneously things happening at the same time. So you could be in pain and peace at the same time. You know, so it's not, that's why it, it takes some time to be like, okay, I'm going to let go and create a space for this to feel okay, even if it's not. So we have so much ability and so much power within ourselves. And I think all of these practices help to bring that out of each of us. So um, that's what I love about it is that it's gray. Um, I work with a real estate agent. I've been working with him for a year. Um, I see him usually twice a week and he like you can be um, it's hard for him to see things in a gray area. We talk about it all the time. We joke. So, and at first he's very rigid and it's hard because things manifest in your body. The, the way that your mental brain is processing, it comes out. So there's disease and then it's created by dis-ease and that manifests physically. So we get tight and kind of rigid in certain areas. And what's cool is that, I mean, you have to find gratitude and grace for what you've been given and what you've gone through in your life. I worked with a um, guy who used to play professional soccer for years, and he still couldn't sit like in a kneeling position after 25 years of professional athleticism. So it's, it doesn't matter where you are. You just meet yourself where you're at and do only what you can and then feel better afterward. You don't have to be a superstar yogi, but I think the most challenging part is not the physical, it's the mental part. So we have to be okay with like, okay, it's not this or that. It's kind of somewhere in the middle and I'm going to oscillate in that space and do the best that I can. And not every day is different because your brain is different every day. It's a new day. You have a whole slew of other things going on that are different circumstantially. Each moment, even minute to minute, there are new things. So it's this gray area where you get to kind of like play because it's not this or that. You, you said a few times to create space for this, for dot, dot, dot. Like, can you just describe what does that mean? 
So I think of it as like grace. So um, it's this, I think, I think of it as the gray area. So there's like, you are, for instance, your right side of your body is masculine and your left side of your body is feminine. So the space is your feminine and masculine qualities and using them both to your advantage. So the space is the creative component of the bits of it all where you get to put it together and use it however you can that will best serve you. So creating space for your power and your um, surrender equally at the same time will allow you to even find like something maybe a little bit better than just power or just surrender. So to me, it's the opposites coming together. And then you can bring different opposites together and then create something really fantastic where you can see through the lens of something beyond starkly this or that. Hmm. That's interesting. Is that that abstract? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Well, you know, when I think about the masculine and the feminine, I don't, I don't think about the man or the woman. So I've been doing a lot of research and reading on this. And, but I find that there's very dominant masculine people, like some probably like 80% of the men are probably dominant, dominant masculine. Mm-hmm. And then there's some neutral folks. And then there's some dominant feminine men. And inside of that, uh, like, where do you find that? Like, if, if this person is dot, like, like such a, such a masculine kind of core, then they're pulling from this feminine that's uh, I don't know, I kind of think of it like, a, like a couple two cups, maybe. And so I, maybe not like, side by side, but you've mm-hmm. got just such a small pool to pull from in a lot of this stuff. And most of the men that I've been around in the military and, and uh, there's just not a lot of women in, um, in naval aviation. And yeah. in that, you know, it's, there's just a lot of just dominant masculine folks that aren't pulling from any of that feminine piece of, of what they are. Do you think it's important that you spend as much time in that as you do in the masculine side of, of you? Or is it just during this time where you're looking for um, for growth or uncomfortable, uncomfortable area or things like that. So one of the reasons why I love Bill Wilder's method and the Wilder center is because the way that he oriented the animals, right. And I know you guys probably know who are listening, but, um, so he talks about the golden retriever, the German shepherd, the lion and the honey badger. Right. And he basically just shows you that you're overfeeding one of these animals And so you need to kind of look for where you're lacking and then bring that up. It's the same way if you think about the equal opposite thing that I described, where masculine, feminine, for example. Um, If you're really overly masculine, then you need to feed a little bit more of that feminine component of yourself to find um, this place of balance. So with yoga, that's what we're looking for is just trying to create a balanced sense of self. Um, aligns you to your true north where you can um, create and see like with the most clarity and step into your power. So your most powerful sense of self is balanced. I really like that, like finding the balance. And so mm-hmm. when I talked to Bill, we didn't get into uh, all of the different, uh, the four different um, archetypes. Um, but okay. if you guys, if you guys are listening and you want to do that, you can reach out to Bill and go through his assessment and he goes through it all. So that's one of the things that we did talk about on that, on that podcast. And we talked a little bit about 
um, what I was underfeeding and overfeeding. So you guys heard some of that on my conversation with Bill, but we didn't really dive deep into these four um, like different characters that live in your life. So I, I really do like that because finding balance, like I think a lot of times what we do is, and, and we talked about this is you're just living in kind of one or two of these areas and thinking everything's fine, but the foundation is just weak, you know, and built, you kind of start tipping over when something happens or somebody can just push you over with a, something that happens in your life some action, some response to something fight or flight type method. And finding that balance is important. And whether it's masculine, feminine, or there's four different uh, types of like animals that he goes through, it's a really cool uh, concept. And I think it's, it's really important to find that. I think a lot of people that are, this is probably resonating with people who might be a little off balance or they're just missing something in their life. And um, so you, if you work with people like this, what, what are some common things that you see, like themes or trends or things like that, that are going on in these folks' lives that causes them to hit a point where they reach out and say, hey, I need some help? Honestly, it's usually something like catastrophic that happens. Most of the people that I've worked with, um, like they got a divorce, their kid died, their spouse died, they um, had some really something awful that happened. So mostly it's just they've sought out everything they thought they could do. Maybe they tried this here and there, all sorts of different things. And they're kind of at the end of a rope is what I can see a lot of the times. And, and sometimes that's what life does. It'll push us and push us and push us. And we're not listening and we're not listening. And then all of a sudden we have to listen. And we're like, okay, this is where we're going. I guess this is the path that life is trying to take me down. These are the lessons I need to learn. And this is how I'm going to try to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I, I hate to say that I'm glad that, that those are the reasons, but it's the, the reason that I wanted to bring you guys on was because when you get to this point, you're like broken, right? You hit this breaking point and then you go, <laughs> then you go try to find out this, this stuff, or you go explore some other things that aren't in your comfort zone in your safe world, right? You think yeah. you're so safe until somebody breaks through the wall or something happens and you're unsafe. Right. And, um, so hopefully you guys heard that everybody's listening because the reason why I wanted to bring you, you, you three on was to say, if we can reach somebody before that, right before that, maybe a year or two or 10 years before that, and you're just hitting this point where you're starting to get, um, I don't know. You're starting to question like, is this, is this it? Is this, or is, you know, then maybe there's more or something that I don't know, reach out to these folks and do something about it. Just go to, a, if you're, if you're a masculine guy out there that says you're not um, flexible and there's no way you're doing it, just go to a yoga class and, and don't tell anybody you're going, just go. Um, do you have to bring a mat to these things? Do you bring yes. your own mat? So if you show up to a yoga class um, and I teach at a hot yoga studio. I love hot yoga. And to me, that's like the cherry on top. It is the best. So if do whatever you can do, any yoga is good yoga. You can find it on YouTube, all sorts of different stuff or get yourself to a studio, bring a mat. And then if you go to a hot class, bring a towel and get ready to sweat, drink a lot of water, and then just be excited to get outside of your comfort zone on your little mat. There's your comfort zone. There's your magic carpet ride. And then you're just there, right? So it's, it's awesome. So I would encourage anybody to do it. And yes, get there before you get to a breaking point. That's what we want. 
is that you, you meet yourself where you're at and then you start to work a little bit here and there. My cousin just started coming to yoga. His mom is severely obese. He just went to the doctor and they told him all of his stuff was insane. He really needed to get control of his health before something really awful happened. And he could see his mom has been handicapped for over 20 years. I mean, her, her mobility is awful and it's sad. It's like you live in this body and you take care of your house. You take care of your car. You do your oil change. You got to do the same stuff for yourself. You have to give yourself that same sort of care and attention to function well. You know, if you don't change your oil, your car's engine could fry up, right? So the same sorts of things you want to do to yourself. You check in. How's everything going? How are my fluids? <laughs> and I think of it like you build a house, right? So you build, you have the the bottom structure of the basement, you want the foundation to be really strong. So you're grounded in whatever it is that you're doing. And then with intention, you build the structure from bottom to top. If you have a fantastic roof, but the middle part is kind of crappy, it's going to fall. It doesn't really matter how fantastic the roof is. I mean, maybe it looks really good. Your neighbors compliment you on it, but that center piece is also really strong too. Maybe your windows around them are deteriorating. That You could think about that as yourself, right? So how do you implement that? How do you create a really awesome structure that you can move through your day-to-day -day life in? Priming your mind, your emotional body, your physical body, all of these things are essential. So just checking yeah. in. I think that'll be good for our listeners. They, they know yeah. about building houses. So yeah, um, see, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that I, what I didn't realize was that, um, that spiritual foundation that we have, like, um, um, it, cause it's, it's interesting. We kind of li live in, like you said, our box, our safety, our comfort zone, and everything's good in there until it's not. And then you get knocked off a little bit and you're unbalanced and you tip over. And so um, I'm not saying that yoga is going to solve problems for everybody that's listening. Um, but you know, I, I think the combination of a lot of the things that we've talked about over these three episodes and just start, start questioning, um, you know, what you're doing and, and how things are going. And, and as we're concluding this, these three series, like these three episodes in the series, um, I realized I took you away from real estate for a while, but we really focus a lot on professional and personal development here too. And I think this was a big part of it for me. And what I'll say is it's been a tough year. And as we close out this year, it was really important for me to bring this message to you guys um, at the end of this year. Because I know a lot of people are struggling with anxiety and depression and, and there's like suicide rate is really high right now. And all people are stuffed back in their homes and back in their relationships and a lot of stress and in, in, uh, you're used to traveling, you're used to getting away from your, your family and uh, all, that, all that stuff. And you're kind of forced back into there. And for some it's great and for some it's been hard. And uh, I just want to say, at the, at, obviously, we're going, we're going to start talking about my like year in review, my uh, how we did professionally and personally, all of this stuff, start evaluating myself, my goals for next year. And I usually put that stuff out publicly on the podcast, and I'm going to again. Um, but this was a big part of the end of my year. My word was clarity this year, and I'm going to be talking about it more. And I feel like, you know, I really wanted to get clear this year on where I was going and what I was doing. And, um, and I did, but it wasn't in the best way. Like, um, I, I want to, hopefully this message reaches you guys before your break, before you get to that point of, um, uh, you know, pushing past a limit of yours, your spouses, your families, your business partner, whatever it is. And you find that foundation. And, and 
you're, we're always working on this, right, Molly Jane? Like it's not ever a completed work. Like it's, we're constantly trying to get better. Like what, what do you do to try to get like, once you've got it now, you're just trying to get a little bit better at it or keep going. Yeah, I really, it's always a process and it's non, it's not linear. It's sometimes you backtrack and then you keep going, you know, it's just a, you check in with yourself, you see where you're at and it's just a journey. So enjoying that process along the way and giving yourself grace for all of your high points and low points. And I think everyone this year has gone through all kinds of different things, but you're not alone. And you continue to move with peace and love for yourself. And then you can also share that with others and, and expand your network of like compassion for yourself. So it starts with you, right? And then just doing that for one another, that's how we create a community. And that could be a hundred people, that could be a million people. But yeah, you're not alone. So just keep on doing the work for yourself. And then that allows you to put out exponentially. But it starts with you. Yeah, I I love this stuff. This is, (laughs) we could keep talking about this. So just to kind of wrap this up, be in the moment, be still, work on this breath work. Uh, Molly Jane in the beginning talked about a couple different um, YouTube videos, some different kind of breathing exercises. Um, get out of your safety zone, like quiet the brain and find balance. And those are the keys. And I- I'll say, it, it, wrapping all these up, like all three episodes that we did, it's really kind of like, just take stock in where you are, try to think about where, and be honest with yourself and truthful with where you are right now. And if you're not happy with that, then do something about it. And the next step is to kind of like love yourself. Like think about, uh, you might have to be a little bit selfish. Amanda and I talked about that. It's like, it's taking care of yourself, putting on your oxygen mask first is not being selfish. It's it's actually being selfless. So you can then give everything that you can to everybody else. Um, If you're giving everybody everything and giving yourself nothing, you're not going to last very long in that kind of environment. And you're not going to be able to keep going. You're going to end up kind of spoiling everything that goes out from you. And so love yourself, take care of yourself, and then figure out what the next step is. Like, what are those things that you can go do? And maybe, I mean, we shared a lot of tactics, techniques, everybody did over these three episodes of different breathing exercises, uh, cold baths, shout, cold showers, like um, stretching. We talked about, we just talked about even like sitting down, journaling, writing things out, meditating, all kinds of stuff that you can do to get to that place. And all things that I never did, like no chance you were going to find me like writing about my feelings or meditating or doing yoga or I don't know, like just being honest with somebody and like telling them how I feel, I would just suck it up and push it out and gone, like compartmentalize that thing, lock it away, throw away the key. So really being intentional, finding that balance. And uh, it's a constant work. Like you're constantly working on it. Even, I mean, since I left there, there's been times where I'm like, why did I say that? Like, why did I do that? What's going on? Like, just kind of like, just thinking about why I'm showing up, being intentional put like loving recognizing the small things, the little things that are happening, the little like changes that are happening, the, the work, even that Lucy's doing or how the kids are, or how I'm doing, like giving myself grace. Like Molly Jane said, grace is like the hardest thing. And, um, and not worrying or beating myself up about what I said or what I did in the past and moving forward and just getting to know Lucy every day as she changes and getting to know myself every day as I change as crazy as it sounds, but like 
I, I honestly believe if I can just chase Lucy every single day for the rest of her life and try to figure her out and, and the little changes that she's making and just fall in love over and over again each day and, and challenge myself and push myself to do that, that I'll probably be the best husband that I could possibly be. And uh, I think Amanda said something too. She said, uh, you're doing the best that you can. And as long as I can say that, like I'm doing the best that I can, even when I screw up, I say the wrong thing, I do the wrong thing, um, then, then I know that, that that's the best that I could, could have done at the time. And maybe I need to just get a little bit better tomorrow. So Molly Jane, thanks for hanging out with me. Hey, I love the way you concluded that, Bill. It was really, really nice. One other thing I want to add is adding a gratitude practice into your day-to-day -day is really, really important too. Even if it's when you're lying in bed, you just have your eyes still closed, you're waking up in the morning, list like 10 things that you're grateful for. It can change your world, you know? Mm. So that I wish too. I did that this morning because I feel like this morning I woke up like it, we we had an awesome weekend together as a family, but I knew like Lucy was going to go to work this morning before the kids got up and I was going to have to take over again. And I'm like, I am like dadded out. I'm, I just, I, and I just got frustrated. I woke up like, Oh, like, I just don't want to do this this morning. And I think if I, if I did that, I just closed my eyes and got my, um, my gratitude. Like you can't be like, you can't be like happy and full of gratitude and angry and pissed off at the same time. It's just not possible. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that would have helped me a lot because I feel like I woke up, I got in my cold shower, just kind of like, and I was just kind of grumpy and I just wasn't that nice to her this morning uh, on her way out the door. And when I think back to it, it's like that little thing could have probably changed my day and her day, you know, and you can either be the one who changes things in a good way, or you can be the one that shows up in a bad way. And so, and you don't affect just yourself. So I love it. Anything else that you want to share? Any other, uh, things that will help the listeners before we go? I think that sounds about it. I mean, I, we, I think we covered most of it. And um, just having a connection with um, something beyond yourself is that I think that is a really important component too, is it doesn't have to be, you don't have to put a label on it, just something that allows you to realize that there's something bigger than us. And that is what connects us all. And um, we can tap into that whenever we want. We get to manifest um, and co-create with the divine. And, and that's a cool thing. So just having agency over everything and that affiliates and goes toward our intentions and we get to create power in that way with that stuff. So I think that's it. Otherwise we got it. I could go forever. You know that. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you got to do something that you, uh, that you hated doing so, and didn't want to do. I, uh, you know, I, I think it's funny when the, you, you guys, this, the spiritual folks talk about like this higher power and like, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're very uh, open to all of you. Uh, for me, it's God. And I'm okay talking yeah. about that. Like I'm, I'm perfectly okay for anybody that's listening. You guys know, um, at, we're, um, we're open to, to any of these concepts and ideas, but I would say like, look, look to God, like God will, that higher power, that person, that, that being that is just, uh, it's just amazing when, when I can do that. And a lot of times, most of my grace comes from like, if I can just, just go back to the scripture and, and the, the, those kind of things, and just think of how amazing it was for the, some of the things that Jesus did is like unbelievable for me to think that 
like I can't have just a little bit of grace or <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm always challenging myself for that. So, um, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something I, I talk about it every now and then on the podcast. So a lot of listeners uh, know uh, about that, but, um, you have to come back to that. Like, it's so important to have something there's so like, it's a whole world out there way bigger than ourselves. And we are so like wrapped up in us and what we need and what we want. And, and like all these things, it's just, ah, it's, we're so small. So, um, great stuff, Molly Jane. Hey, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or reach out, or, um, I don't know, they want to figure out like the best, uh, yoga studio to go to in North Carolina. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, feel free to reach out. So you can find me on Instagram. So it's at underscore MJM Walker. Uh, you can also send me an email if you want to. So it's Molly, M-O-L-L-Y-J-A-N-E-M-W at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, feel free to reach out if you have any questions, if you have want any specific breathing exercises formatted for you specifically, we can do that. Um, or if you have questions about yoga or anything life in general, I'm open. <laughs> yeah. Molly Jane is awesome. So, um, take advantage of that guys. Um, if there's, if there's something that you need or you're confused or obviously this is a, this is a journey. Um, these three episodes have been fantastic for me. I've loved them. And it's just, you guys know that this is in order to, to bring three episodes to you guys like this, um, it's gotta be really important. It's gotta have changed a lot of things for me. And I'm continuing to search for this stuff. Like I'm, I'm still like, in my safe area, not going to this yoga, uh, because I don't know what Pilates is. And it's like a yoga Pilates mix. And it scares me a little bit. And I don't know anybody in there. And I'm not going to have a teacher like Molly Jane, who's going to like one-on-one coach me and say, just breathe, Bill. It's fine. Like she's gonna be like, you're in the wrong position. What are you doing? So you look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> and probably be the only guy in there. I suspect, even though Molly Jane said it's like usually like 50, 50. So, all right, I'm doing it. Um, and if you guys want to check out the Wilder Wellness Center, um, you can go to the website. Um, we'll put some information in the show notes and things like that about uh, Bill's uh, place there in North Carolina. I encourage you guys, if you're kind of at that point where you're, um, where you're just not sure what's next, get somebody, like get some coaching, get somebody to help you. Um, these three folks are just amazing. Um, his whole staff there is absolutely incredible. And I'm telling you, it'll change your life like it changed mine. So um, that's about the best uh, stamp of approval that I can give. It was uh, transformational. And I, again, like I told you before, I moved my office out of my office at home and we created a meditation studio and yoga studio and plants and all water features and all that stuff to basically mimic the environment that we had there. So we could get back there again. That's how transformational it was for me, for anybody that's listening. So, um, we'll put some information in the show notes, uh, but it's wilder wellness center. You guys can check it out. So Molly Jane, thanks for being with me. I will, uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Bill. I'll see you soon. All right. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. 
I'll see you guys on the inside.